Hey, brewery lovers. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Richard, and I'm here with my good friend... Adam. (laughs) 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 Mr. Q, buddy. (laughs) Um, Today, we're in Sterling, Virginia. We're in a little nano brewery, is what I'd call this. We're here with Antonio Maradiaga. How's it going? Thanks for coming. At Twin Pansy Brewing Company. And... uh, Okay, we're going to start right there, just right out of the gate. Twin Pansy. Like, you got to tell us, Antonio, like, where did that name come from? So the name is, kind of reflects, like, the whole theme of our brewery, uh, being a family brewery. Uh, when we were trying to come up with the name, we, uh, we have twin boys, and we've always called them chimps and monkeys. So when we were racking our brains trying to come up with a creative name, um, one of the twins walked up, and he said, why don't you call it Twin Pansy? And when we asked him, how'd you come up with that name? And he said, well, you always call us chimps and monkeys, so I combine chimpanzee with twins and made twimpanzee. And we said, that's brilliant. And our, our <laughs> friend who's a, a trademark attorney, she goes, this is great. You're going to own the name. I'll put it through. You completely own the name. Very creative. Good, good. Yeah. And we're like, that's great. It's created by our family for our family. Right. Awesome. So you, this is a name that you had, there were no trademark worries about no, no trademark worries we've about. talked to a lot of breweries who've gone who had to go through several cycles of names uh because they'd come up with a name they really loved it and then they would find out that something or somehow it was trademark boy that was one oh silver branch in in silver oh, spring yeah. which is opening up really soon they started with the name parallel worlds and they got shut down just because the word parallel was in it oh wow yeah and it had nothing to do with parallel worlds it was just the word parallel they couldn't use so i, I think we're lucky that our, our great family friend um her name is mary fran she uh watched out for us and she's the one who really advised us she said stick to something that is not being used here's how you search on the trademark if you have any questions let me know but come up with something unique and creative and and that's that's what we were able to to well i can't say we came up with but our our son came up with twin pansy yep did you pay your son for that (laughs) (laughs) i I pay him in soda and potato chips when he comes here so as we said we're here in sterling virginia i know originally you wanted to open up in fairfax so how did you end up in sterling uh, after pretty much losing four years trying to open in Fairfax County, uh, we were the way we ended up in, in Loudoun County was Loudoun County, the government officials, they reached out to us. They invited us to have lunch, and it was at a great time because we had given up. We said, all right, just this whole debacle with trying to open in Fairfax, let's try to figure out another way to open. So we get this email we're, uh, from the Loudoun County Economic uh, Group, and they said, let's have lunch. Let's discuss the possibility of you opening in Loudoun County. We see you have a huge following, and we'd really like to talk to you about opening here. So we had a, a great lunch with them. They said all the great things about helping us, uh, guiding us through the process, that they really have a, a process for helping breweries open, and not just breweries, but businesses open in Loudoun County. So we tell everybody, uh, 13 months from the day of that meeting, we, uh, we opened, and things just went quickly they're great they they're very responsive so and that's after four years of of trying to open in fairfax Fairfax, right so you spent four years trying to open this brewery in fairfax and loudon called you had lunch with you and 13 months later you were open that's right all right well that's some business development for you there (laughs) which is why we have almost 40 breweries in loudon and fairfax county right now i think they're up to seven yeah but it's um i'm do you know if they've changed anything in Fairfax since uh, you tried? I, I think they've tried to, but still, it's it's not. Uh, the changes haven't been enough to really encourage a, a lot more mm-hmm. breweries to open, or they haven't really made it easy for the right. breweries to open. I think they're still trying to figure out how to classify breweries and, and really um, uh, 
um, I don't know. It, it was tough for us, and hopefully the, the new breweries are opening up. They'll, they'll have a better time. Right. Is so. Is are you the are you the head brewer? Or are you the guy doing I the am, brewing? I am the brewer. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have Do you have a staff, or is it just you doing all the all the brewing? Well, the brewing is just myself. Every once in a while, we have um, staff members here. We, we call them teammates that right. will come by and, and they want to learn how to brew. So I'll tell them if you can get here early in the morning, you're welcome to brew with me. Um, but as far as all the brewing, the kegging, I, I joke with all the customers because I tell them I brew, I pour the beer, I clean the bathrooms, I sweep the floors, I do everything. So um, just between my wife and I, we're always here. Wow. this is always here. All right. Well, um, speaking of being here, it's a little bit of an industrial type space you've got here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the tap room and the design and layout of it and sort of how you thought about uh, building out this bar. and. And tell us a little bit about the walls, which are um, a little <laughs> unusual, I would say, for, for, a, for a space like this. So, so the walls, is, as you can see, it's kind of your, your standard um, industrial brick block walls. Um, we do have some of the walls painted. Uh, I have to give a lot of the design um, credit to my wife. She's got an eye for design. So she saw the, the wall at the front. She, got, she, says, she said, I want that red. That's got a contrast, these grays, splash of color. Um, she came up with the design of the bar. She burned the wood on the outside of the bar. Um, if you look at the bar top, there's kind of this cool, almost like intergalactic type design. That's her. She wow. took spray paint, splattered it, epoxied it, and um, and she pretty much built a lot of this. She drywalled the bathrooms, tiled the floors. She's super handy, and um, she's wow. got the great eye for design. So I well, I can't take credit for the the cool look of this brewery. I mean, it's a open open air concept type brewery um we don't want you to be kind of claustrophobic it's not drywalled um it, it's like that rough cool industrial look which is what yeah we're really for. very much so so for the listeners the walls are you know concrete block it's a it, it's in an office uh industrial park basically it's where where twin pansy is um, which is really common among breweries. Like we see lots of breweries in these types of spaces. Uh, it's perfect for breweries, but unlike many of the ones we've seen, you guys didn't drywall the walls. You've left the concrete block exposed and original. Mm-hmm. And except for the front wall where the front door is, which is painted a really cool red color, it's it's wide open and and two floors of ceilings. Like it goes, Correct. it's you could literally have two stories here oh, yeah. in the space. You just don't. So it's open and tall and. It's, you know, 30, 40 feet straight up. So it's really very open space uh, for a relatively small uh, uh, tap room. And, and I think that that's kind of the, a cool aspect, just having that height. It gives you that feeling of, of just a big open air. You're not cramped in because uh, there are other breweries I love their design. But I like that ours is just airy. We have huge windows up front letting the sunlight in. Um, and, and it just it makes you feel that even though you're in an industrial area, you're not closed in. So yeah, that 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 was the idea. Kind of keep it open. Yeah, and the woodwork is is really nice. Like your wife has done a fantastic job. Uh, it's yeah, the, the bar, bar is gorgeous. It it really is. It really it has a. And and the interesting thing is, it has a very jungle kind of feel to it. Yes. Yes. Uh, with the with the burnt wood and uh, the way that she's done the the pieces of it, so that there's a there's a really interesting pattern. It almost looks like a, a jungle animal. And, animal and that's skin. what she wanted with, with the burnt color. She she was uh, imagining like a cool tiger type. Yeah. Uh, she nailed color. that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she really did. did. And so, the lights above the bar, which are like electric lights, but almost look like fire. 
really it, adds it's, something yeah. to it as well. Thank you. Nice space. Nice space. Thank well you very done. much. Can you tell us a little bit about the the brewery part itself, like the equipment? How what's the capacity? Sure. Um, our brewery equipment we brew on a two barrel system, which is uh, about sixty five gallons at a time. So it's very small. Uh, we actually got our equipment from our friends at uh, Aslan Brewing Company. So when they were ready to expand, um, they called us up and as we were looking for equipment, and they said, hey, are you interested in, in our equipment? After me bugging them for over a year, and I said, yes, definitely. <laughs> so um, they were kind enough to sell us their equipment. Um, great guys. Uh, so we're, we're brewing on the same system. And we joke around. We say we're hoping for a little bit of that Aslan magic here um, right. w- w- with, with our beers even though our style is completely different from theirs. Right. Well, tell us a little bit about your style then. Um, our style is, uh, the what we try to stick to is provide, a, we, we look at the beers as almost a restaurant. We want like a diverse menu, something for everybody to enjoy, um, not just specialize in one thing or another, but we want people to be able to come in and try out a, a variety of beers. Uh, as you see before you, there, there's a huge uh, variety of, of styles in front of you. Um, also, the one thing, our mantra that we stick to is we hate, hate uh, purees, artificial ingredients or extracts. Everything that we use in our beer is natural. It's the actual ingredient. Um, for example, the lawnmower mang, it's a, a light ale finished with lime zest and lime juice. We zested, hand zested and hand squeezed those limes. It took us about three hours to get enough zest and juice for this batch. So, um, And I got to tell you, this, this is a really uh, crisp, tasty, fresh tasting beer uh, thank you it's a little it seems a little off season yes <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, say the name is perfect it's exactly what you want after mowing your lawn mowing the lawn in summer mm-hmm. it's yeah this is a superbly drinkable um i hope you you bring this back in the summer because yes this is something i would come get a bunch of crawlers if i was heading like we go out to adam's parents house not far from here on july 4th to hang oh, out by their go. pool every perfect. year so swinging through here and getting a couple of crawlers yeah. of this would make a perfect sitting by the pool drinking beer you really got the lime just right it has that flavor of a corona or or, exactly. or like a mexican lager that, that that has lime squeezed into it and that was a thought because I, I tell people i said i want my version of a corona something good something that's a craft brewed quality version of of a beer where you don't have to add the lime we've added it for you and as you said you, you hit the nail on the head is it was uh, tough getting the, the the balance right. Right. So we don't want it to be overly limey, over, have the lime overpower, but just play well with the beer. Nice work, yeah, sir. Well, you definitely you. Hit Nice it. work, yeah. And as I always say, if you want beer with fruit in it, you should get beer that the brewer put fruit in, <laughs> not put you fruit go. in yourself. But And you do have quite a good variety. I mean, I'm having the Belgian quad right now, which I have to say, it's, it's extremely tasty. I Thank mean, you. I love the aroma. It's got a great flavor. It's not, it's pretty high alcohol, but not, you don't get that hot alcohol flavor. It's, it's a dangerous beer for that reason. Yeah. Um, just w- with the, the nose, it's, it's almost like a raisiny fig nose to it. And it has a little bit of that sweetness from the, the Belgian candy. But um, yeah, you, you don't taste the, the high alcohol. And we, we've warned people, we said, I don't think you want to have more than a pint of that. It's, um, yeah. Especially if you're driving. No, no, no. That's that's. I probably wouldn't have much more than like a half pint or less because that's it's powerful stuff. Yeah. It yes, tastes it fantastic, but yeah, you can very quickly forget what you're drinking, and it's like wine. You know, it's thirteen point oh, yeah. eight, right? 13.8. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Woo. <laughs> that's, but it's very tasty, and you did a good job of not making it super sweet. 
um, and not having that really high alcohol octane uh, flavor. So, so really good. To keep this kind of variety, I mean, how frequently are you brewing? We're brewing almost uh, sometimes every week, if not every two weeks. We've kind of uh, found like a, a whole rhythm that uh, if we don't have events on Saturday, I'll just come in. I, it, it's, it's tough, but I come in at 3 a.m. to do a double batch, and wow. I usually wrap up by like 10 p.m. Uh, just, again, the, the size of our equipment. Um, the longest part is waiting for water to boil. I tell people <laughs> that that's, that, that's the most exciting part of brewing. And then the other part that I feel is super important as a brewer is cleaning up at the end. I'm of OCD oh, yeah. about cleanliness, so uh, I make sure that we leave everything super clean. And instead of leaving it for the next day, because that's just that's a mess if you try to clean the next day. Mm-hmm. So um, it, oh, it yeah. makes for a long day. But having having that whole brew schedule and, and rhythm, it, it's really um, I, I think we've we've learned to really um, uh, plan plan mm-hmm. ahead for for beers. And so you'll come in at 3 a.m. to start your brew day. When is it over? Uh, by the time cleanup is done, if everything goes well, I would say 10 p.m. Wow. That is one so long brew day. Very long. Very wow. Long. Yeah. So now when you guys got started with this, or you tried a less traditional funding method. Um, I think you did Indiegogo. Is that right? We did. We, we did an Indiegogo. Um, and when was this, by the way? This was uh, back in, oh, my goodness. I forgot. I don't want to say the, the wrong date, but I would say... Three years before we opened. Three, three years. years. Yeah. Wow. So okay, let me let me step back a little bit. When did you actually open to customers here? Here we opened in 2017. So 2017, August twelfth, okay. 2017. All right. So it's been about a year and a half. Correct. Yeah. All right. And you were planning on building the brewery for the four years prior to that while you were working yes. in Fairfax. So a year into that process, roughly. Um, Around that time is when you went out and did some Indiegogo funding. Yeah, we, we did the Indiegogo just a, as a way to get a little bit of awareness. Um, we're, um, we're probably, I don't know how many breweries you guys have talked to, but we're one of the few self-financed breweries. It's just my wife right. and I. Um, oh, well. No investors, nothing. So the Indiegogo idea was really to get some awareness of, uh, of who we are, what we're trying to do. And in conjunction with that, um, we had a, a, a beer tasting at one of our friend's restaurants in uh, Shirlington. Um, so that was that was great, just being able to meet a whole bunch of new faces and have people sample our beers. We, we uh, brought three beers that day, and it was they were, they were well received. But it's uh, I think it was a little disappointing in um, having people wait from the time of that tasting <laughs> until the time that we opened, and just reminding people we haven't given up, we're still going, we're still so, going. So Indiegogo worked for you for like getting a, getting the awareness out and letting definitely, folks know about forget, it, but getting, it wasn't really a big funding mechanism. It, it, it wasn't a money making uh, type of operation. It, okay. it was more just to let people know here's our story. Um, Funny enough, we, we have uh, our son telling the story of, of how he came up with the name oh, on, on the Indiegogo movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. So now that you've been open for a year and a half and you've got 10 beers on tap today or thereabouts, um, make it, like I said, we've tasted a bunch of them so far and, and you're doing a really good job of like creating a wide variety of very drinkable beers that will appeal to just about anybody uh, and, and what they want, everything from a Kolsch that, that somebody who's not familiar with the craft brew you know, uh, spectrum uh, would, would like to something that, you know, if you really want to try a, a triple or a quad, you've got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, milk stout, got one. Um, what are the challenges as, as a brewery owner that, that you're facing most in the market right now and sort of 
where you are in Loudoun with, you know, 100 breweries um, uh, nearby. What are, what are the big challenges facing you as a business owner? I, I think um, the big challenge we're facing is being a, a small uh, self-financed brewery. We, we don't have that money to just throw out there to go to festivals, uh, can and be in stores or, or distribute. Our, our model is to grow this business out organically, locally. And um, and just do our own thing, um, put out the best beer that we can, and um, the the challenge is really getting people into this this little nook back here. Uh, as you said, we're in a, tucked back in an industrial area, not off the main road. We're just off of Old Ox Road, but not um, visible from the road. So, kind of letting people know we're, we're here, we're we're putting out good beer, and um, you may not see us at festivals and stores or at restaurants, but come on by and, and try our beers. Is the majority of your clientele like regulars who are coming in on a regular basis or do you see a lot of like new people coming through a lot on the on your weekends, which is mostly when you're open, right? Yes. What we've seen is uh, a lot of our clientele are, are local people. Um, initially, we had a lot of folks from, you know, D.C. or, or areas that, that aren't in Loudoun County. But uh, as time has gone by, I think the word is starting to spread just uh People bringing in their coworkers, neighbors bringing in their friends, uh, all that live and work around here, and and that's really what we want. We want to get more of the local crowd because the local crowd, those are the folks that become our regulars. Um, it's nice having people from out of state or other cities, but they're not they're not going to be the folks that come in every week. And and now we have a, a great set of regulars. We have a, a great group of um, folks that play cornhole here that live. You nearby. got a tournament today, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a tournament going on. So. It's, it's nice just also getting to know the folks in our community, um, people that live and work in this area. So are your plans in the future to maybe start canning and distribution, or did you want to stay as a uh, small? I, th- I think we're, we're crazy in the sense that um, even when we expand and we're able to can, uh, we, we don't want to distribute. Okay. We, we want to kind of take on that whole uh, model like uh, Vail. Whales doing. They're canning. Now they're starting to distribute, but some of the other uh, breweries that they're larger, but they primarily can sell the cans on the spot. Maybe we sell okay. some kegs, but uh, I really have no interest in distributing. I don't want to compete with uh, shelf space. I okay. figure I, I want to get more people here, get them excited about the beer, and come in, take some of our cans, buy some of our kegs. Um, but unfortunately, right now with, with our size, we're not able to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So you do have a lot of different styles on tap right now. Mm-hmm. Are there any other styles that you're looking forward to try? Any beers you're looking forward to brew in the near future? Uh, it's funny. We're I'm always looking forward to trying something new. The my recipe book that I've come up with. Um, it's I still have recipes that, that I haven't brewed. So, for example, the Belgian Quattro is one I've been wanting to brew for uh, since we opened. And finding the right time and figuring out, all right, well, this is going to take a certain amount of time to ferment, but I still want to get it out while it's the weather's cold. Um, so I, I, there's still a lot more left th- that I want to do, and just it's exciting being able to provide that variety and interact with the customers as I'm pouring the beer and getting their feedback. Um, a lot of people don't know that that I'm the one who brews, so it, it's nice to be able to, to to see them enjoy it or not enjoy it, depending on on what they like. Mm-hmm. Do you do any cast condition beers, or are you uh, planning on doing any? I would love to. We um, have not done cask. We have some wet barrels in the back. Uh, again, just schedule-wise, finding the time to brew enough beer and 
and get get some of that in the barrels because um, right now everything that we brew, we just we're serving it. We we haven't been able to throw anything in the barrels like um like the the quad would have been a great one to mm-hmm. age for a year and and pop that open a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great reason not to be doing a cask ale that everyone wants to come in and drink your beer. So <laughs> exactly. you have enough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I've got a question for you, particularly about your Kolsch. Um, so I was looking at the notes mm-hmm. uh, and tasting it, and it was it it's got a little bit of a distinctive flavor. And I was like, oh, I wonder where that comes from. And then I read the notes and saw that your your yeast is local, right? Correct. From uh, Jasper. tell us a little bit about that. So Jasper uh, Ackerboom, uh, doctor, as, as <laughs> I like to call him, Doctor Jasper, great guy. Um, he's been like a, he started out with Lost Rhino making yeast for them, but he's really expanded um, in providing yeast for. Uh, other breweries started his own yeast lab. Uh, super smart, super personable. So um, when I was talking to him about our Kolsch recipe, I love our, our recipe. It's very different from others. It's not uh, a light Kolsch. Um, and he said, well, I have a Kolsch strain from Germany if you'd like to try it out. And I said, sure. We're small enough. Let's go ahead and, and try, uh, try it for one of our batches. And it came out way better than than our regular kolsch it's got a little bit of that fruitiness yeah. just the right hints of bread uh and i told him i said i love this strain it it really elevated our kolsch um beyond what it was and i i loved it before but but now i i love it even more yeah i think it's really a good uh if any listeners out there are less than familiar with how yeast can affect the yeast that's used can affect the flavor of a beer this is a really good example, uh, this Kolsch, of like drinking this Kolsch and, and, and getting that little bit of fruity, that, but that, that mm-hmm. you could just tell something's different about this, and, it's, and it comes down to, to that German yeast that, that Dr. Jasper, yeah. <laughs> uh, the good doctor, the uh, good provided. Doctor. So it's great to have somebody local like that who's, who's supporting local brewers by, by focusing on that you know, fundamental ingredient in the product. Um, for so many brewers, it's so hard to get. Like, there's not a lot of choice in yeast, mm-hmm. right? When, as particularly home brewers, you're pretty much in most cases you've got you know the two main providers of yeast. There's a lot more coming on the market, but for a commercial brewer to be able to go to somebody local and say, "This is what I want to do," and now start to self-select some of that yeast in a much more focused way, I think is a good thing for local brewing. Yeah, and in- interesting enough, what, what you mentioned, um, he's now creating yeast for home brewers. On really? a small scale, yeah. So mm-hmm. if, if you're a home brewer, I would uh, look up um, uh, Jasper Yeast is the name of the, okay. the company. He's got some amazing strains. Um, if if there are any beer styles that you know and love, I would say give his yeast a try, and, and you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Um, we also use a, um, a yeast strain that he provided for the uh, our audio, our New England style IPA, as well as the Adrian Loves My Movies, which is our, our milkshake IPA. Yeah, there's a there's actually a couple local yeast. Are there? Companies, yeah. Educate in, me. In the Maryland area. Um, you know, local to us is Three Stars, which carries one of the local yeast companies. Oh, really? Um, I haven't heard of Jasper, but that's definitely something I want to look at because when you support local economy, but mm-hmm. also just fresher, different kinds of yeast. Yeah, and, and the great thing about him is if, if I give him uh, enough of a heads up, I'll tell him, uh, Jasper, I, I want to brew a New England style uh, IPA in a couple of weeks. He'll get that yeast ready. He'll grow it out just for for you. And as you said, it's wow. fresh, it's viable, it's super ready to go. And we pitch that yeast. It's uh, it's all liquid yeast, and in no time, it's 
the the warts bubbling away. Just fermenting. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeast is so often, especially for homebrewers, if he's doing it for homebrewers, that's fantastic. Because that's mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah. ingredient that you've got less control over you know like you just you put it in and you, you when you pitch it you hope it works yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yep. fingers crossed and if something goes wrong it's usually something something at that stage and in, in mm-hmm. from you know when you go into fermentation it's something's wrong with your, your yeast and what do you do then right yeah so fresh yeah. local like is yeah. yeah and also you're at the you know you, you have to see what the local homebrew store has exactly whereas with um, Jasper yeast, I I could call them up and say this is what I'm going to brew. Exactly, and I can get the yeast I need because I just actually brew a Kolsch. Went to the homebrew store and they had no Kolsch yeast. Oh no! So I had to come up with a reasonable facility thereof. Mm. <laughs> Whereas it's yeah, that's a great great thing to have. Yeah, and um, judging by the the beer you have, it's a really good quality yeast. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about when you're open, when folks can come find you, because um, running like a nano brewery, you're not not doing the seven day a week, Correct. twelve hours a day kind of thing. So we're open uh, Thursdays from three until eight, Fridays from three until ten, Saturdays noon until ten o'clock, and Sundays noon until six p.m. Um, and weekend heavy. <laughs> Weekend heavy, right? Because yeah. uh, all the other days we're either cleaning, brewing, or th- there's always something to be done here at the brewery. So I, I tell yeah. people, I'm like, if if we could, we'd open more. But right now, I, I need that time just to. So, for example, next week I'm I'm going to be kegging our our, uh, our second brute style IPA, um, and that in itself is is going to take hours. And I'd rather not have anybody in here because right. it gets it gets pretty messy. <laughs> right. There's beer. There's water. There's a cleaning products going yeah, everywhere yeah how long does a does a does a batch you make typically last in the tap room i would say it depends on the beer we've had some <laughs> beers like um we made a a beer last year on this time which i'd like to bring back uh called 98 human it's a, a new england style ipa made with a fresh mango puree uh that, that that we we peeled cubed the mangoes pureed them and cooked it added wow. it to the beer a little bit of milk lactose and honey so that beer, um, it it lasted just under two weeks, and for our, our size system, that's super fast. That's really fast, yeah. 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 So eight, eight kegs flew in, in no time. Wow. And um, we, we've we've had other beers same way. They, uh, I, I think the ninety eight percent human has set a record. The resilience that we brewed has has been very popular. We only brewed a uh, a small batch of that. That's a uh, four kegs and and. The first weekend that we were open, we went through two kegs. And that's a collaboration with Sierra Nevada. With Sierra Nevada to to benefit the people that were affected by the California wildfires. So folks all over the country brewed the resilience Mm -hmm. recipe that Sierra Nevada came up with. Um, And, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of breweries in the greater metro area Mm -hmm. that that did versions. But like you mentioned, um, Beltway Brewery. Like made big, made a big batch, and, and like and, and sent it and out to a bunch with some of the other yeah. breweries. So um, we we were one of the ones we're small enough again that we brewed our own uh, version of it, and as did our friends at Quattro Goombas, um, Lake Ann Brewing, Chubby Squirrel, and Phase Two Brewing, uh, all all brewed their their own variations. And the great thing is going to all of those places and trying out their version of the resilience and it's it's great everyone's differs ours is um a little bit lighter because we took it easy on the amount of caramel malt right um so it's 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 fun and and trying trying them out at at the places that actually brew their own resilience excellent now if someone came here to enjoy your beer 
mm-hmm. um, how would they be able to bring it home to enjoy as well? So we have a small uh, canning machine. We're able to can uh, 16 ounce um, we, growlers of, of any beer that you like. We also fill growlers. Um, if, okay. if you bring your own growler, if you don't have your own growler, we, uh, we have growlers for sale and um, our, our growlers are pr- pretty cheap. We're able to get, get a low price on our glass growlers. So many That's different great. options. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love crawlers, of, you know, the, the large cans mm-hmm. for people who don't know. Because, you know, it's a little easier to drink than a full growler. Exactly. To keep the beer fresher. And when you're done, you just throw it in the recycling bin. Exactly, exactly. So I love places that have growlers that you can come and get. Yeah, I've fallen in love with, I st- I've stopped taking growlers around with me. Uh, and and just love buying crawlers. They just uh, they keep yeah, the beer a little bit fresher, a mm-hmm. little bit longer. Um, I'm I'm the person who drinks the most beer in my household. <laughs> Not surprising, uh, but but it I can't get through a growler fast enough to keep it fresh to the end. You mm-hmm. know, by the last glass of whatever well, you, you can. But the question is, do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> right, right, right. Drink it all by yourself. Yeah, no. Exactly. Growlers are more of like if I know I'm going to a, a friend's house, like there's a party. It's yes. like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll go, I'll swing by and pick up a growler or something that I'm gonna take somewhere else and leave. Basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll have a glass, and others I'll have a glass. But, but for home, crowlers are much better because I can keep better. a crowler for a couple of weeks and know it's gonna come out. You know, when I open it, it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 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 boom in crowlers in in the craft brewing industry is really is really good for me. <laughs> in it's, the it's way good. That I drink. What we do to kind of ensure the the life of of the beer in, in our crawlers is we, we flush it with CO2 just to make sure that we get any oxygen out because when you pour it in there it's exposed to oxygen sure. but yep. any little bit helps. Um, yeah, no, that's that's no, a big that's a big help. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So okay, do you guys uh, just want to give people a sense of, of like coming out here or there or the, other than your cornhole uh, and the cornhole tournament that we've got going on today. Are you guys doing like regular events? Are you doing trivia nights? Are you doing those types of things? To, to we we haven't done any uh, trivia nights, but we, we do, uh, again, just trying to tie into the, the whole uh, local scene and local community. We uh, About once a month, we have the kids from uh, the Bach to Rock um, uh, lo- location in South Riding. They come and put on a concert, which is, if, if you ever have a chance to see these kids uh, perform, it's amazing. They're these young kids. They're singing Bon Jovi, Tears for Fears. Uh, some of them just rock out playing Zeppelin, and I'm Woo. I'm sitting there listening with my mouth open. I'm like, oh my god, they're jamming. Um, so that, th- those are some of the things we're doing right now. Uh, as our weather warms up, I think we're we're going to try to schedule a few more events. Um, we we do. Uh, um, we're a great area for for parties for private events if uh, if anybody's interested. But I think once the weather warms up, we're we're going to schedule a, a couple more things such as um, some live music excellent yeah and so people know they have the bar area up front with the gorgeous bar that we talked about then when you go to the back there's a huge open area Mm -hmm. where they have the cornhole and you can have a private event and everything and and that's where we usually have like the the music set up in the back because just being a big rectangle the sound travels great (laughs) they're situated in the back and the sound comes all the way up front bouncing off the the concrete block (laughs) the the cinder block block walls walls. yeah Yeah, no it's i could see how that's it's a good concert space Mm -hmm. actually 
All right. So, Antonio, tell us where folks can uh, find out about Twin Pansy Brewing Company online. Tell us, you know, where's, where's your website and how they can find you on Facebook. So our website will, will shoot you over to Facebook. The best place is to get information about our beers, events, uh, food vendors is uh, on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Twin Pansy. Uh, we're also, uh, our account's tied into Instagram and Twitter, so all three are connected. Uh, when we post on one, it, it posts on all three of them. So um, we're, we're online. We're very active online. So if, if you're interested about upcoming events, upcoming beers, any sort of uh, specials, um, just check us out online. Oh, well, Antonio, thank you for joining the Brew Daddies for our podcast uh, and telling our listeners about what you guys are doing here at Twin Pansy. We encourage all of our listeners to come out. Uh, if you're out in Loudoun County, which is, I'm just going to say, like, to come out to Loudoun County, really, I recommend, like, plan a weekend, <laughs> get a <laughs> hotel room, come in Friday after work. There are so many fantastic breweries, but if you do that, make sure that Twin Pansy is on your list of breweries to Thank come out much. and and check out. Uh, it's worth the trip, and uh, you Definitely. can yeah, and uh, make sure you are telling your friends about our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we're changing the name of the podcast, so I always have to be real careful. We haven't come up with a new name, yet. <laughs> so I think I can't. Anyway. Um, Tell your friends about the podcast and follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, and uh, give us ratings and reviews on whatever podcast network you're using to listen to your podcast. And remember, always drink great beer. Cheers to that. (laughs) 